Well, good day, everybody. Welcome to our daily podcast. Pastor Tim Carskadden here from Christian Center Shreveport. Pray you're having a good day today. Well, we've been talking about Leviathan spirit. We've gotten a warning from the Lord. Now we want to talk about today how to deal with evil spirits. We'll give some examples from Scripture. It's very important that we know how to deal once we've identified our enemies. Make sure they can be removed. Amen and amen. Welcome. That's our cry, isn't it? That God would turn every situation around. That's what we're believing for. We welcome you here on Wednesday. It is the 21st day of February 2024. And doing a little bit of controversial topics this week, but I don't I don't think they're controversial. It's just a, a matter of living in the spirit realm. Thank you. We've had good listenership, good response to the first two days on the Leviathan spirit, the water spirit, whatever you want to call it. It has different names. It's a uh, hostility is what I think of the most division accusation uh, that's really accurate we're looking in the nations we see this in our media we see this in the political arenas and remember this it's the church's responsibility to manifest the purity of what we're called to walk in so that the world doesn't manifest what we do and when you see the division within the body you're seeing it within the culture uh, ancient boundaries would go all the way back to that, right? If we hold the ancient boundaries, then the nation will come under the blessing of the, of the body of Christ, the ecclesia holding to those things. Well, we laid the foundation the first two days. I, I, I just feel uneasy of leaving you with two days of talking about that and not dealing with how to deal with these spirits that once we identify them, we're not going to touch a whole lot on personal deliverance uh, as far as delivering other people. But I do want to give examples of that so you'll understand the foundation of these spirits that are moving. Uh, if we look in Scripture, when Jesus deals with this, I think it's in the first chapter of Mark, we see the story here um, where Jesus began his public ministry. And I think the thing that struck the people the most was the way he was dealing with evil spirits. And I think that's part of our destiny. You know, he asked, what are the works of God? Cast out demons, right? So it's part of our work. It's one of the things that's been neglected by the church because it's a messy business. It is messy. It's and especially when you're dealing with people in the body of Christ that are struggling with demonic activity in their life. So it's worthy to note that, that one miracle that Jesus did had never been previously recorded on in the Old Testament. You never see it. You never saw it in the Old Testament. Almost all his miracle, other miracles, healing, provision, food, whatever, controlling the winds and the rain, had already been recorded in the Old Testament, but there's no Old Testament record of driving out evil spirits. And the people who witnessed this were immediately gripped. It makes sense, doesn't it? They'd never seen this before. Actually became excited for it. 
In the 23rd verse of Mark chapter 1 in Capernaum there, it says, Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. A couple things to note. He was in the synagogue. Uh, So he was a religious person. He was raised up under the faith. So it tells us a little bit there, doesn't it? The Greek says that it's an unclean spirit, which is really, it says in an unclean spirit, it's really not translatable to English. Uh, they one translation or the best translation seems to be under the influence of an unclean spirit. And we're talking about Leviathan this week. That's what we're seeing. We'll make sure it doesn't get on us, but we're, we're watching for how it has the influence or somebody's under the influence of this unclean spirit. There are, there are some phrases that's used more or less interchangeably that might mention them as well. We could say demons, evil spirits, unclean spirits, but there are specific types of spirits, such as the spirit of infirmity. We know we deal with that, the spirit of fear. Okay, you, you get what I'm talking about. So it goes on to say, and there was a man in the synagogue under the influence. Let's put it in the context. Under the influence of an unclean spirit, and he cried out. Now notice, and he, he's, it's, it's he. He cries out. It's not the man. It's the spirit saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. That's what it says, right? And so when we look at this, notice how the evil spirits instantly identify who Jesus was. It took his disciples at least a year probably to even realize who Jesus really was. But the demons, or the evil spirits, the unclean spirit here, knew who he was immediately, and they feared him. Now, the combination of we and I, which is very typical, when Jesus spoke to the man at Gadara, remember that? He said, what is your name, singular? And he said, my name is Legion, for we are many. And that combination of I and we is very characteristic of demons. So in verse 25, it says, And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet, come out of him. The Greek says, literally, he muzzled, come out of him. Literally, be, he muzzled him and say, come out. So when the unclean and convulsed him, he cried out loud voice and he came out. Now, that's very dramatic uh, when we see these physical manifestations but it was not the kind of behavior that was normal in the synagogue. (laughs) Obviously, it's not going to be normal in the church. And somebody can look at that and say, the church, and historically, when somebody manifests, the church doesn't remove the demon out of the person. They remove the person out of the church. (laughs) So Jesus put the demon out of the man, you got to hear it, and he left the man in the synagogue. I like that. So when we're setting people free, we want to get them free of the unclean spirit so they can stay in the church, so they can stay in the synagogue, if you want to call it that way. Does that make sense to you? Okay, thanks for saying that. And then it goes on to say, and they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves, what is this? What new doctrine is this? Or or, or what is this, uh, like a new doctrine? I mean, they may be asking it like that. So with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him and immediately his fame or his reputation. It spread throughout all the region of Galilee. Oh, that's what a beautiful picture, right? This, this is, this is a beautiful 
truth that's here. If you begin to get manifestations of evil spirits and you deal with them, the reputation will go all around immediately. And that's one of the dangers of being a deliverance ministry is you do get a reputation and then everybody sends people to you and it becomes kind of a show sometimes. I don't like on the social media, these people doing videos of deliverances. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but it's some of it is just sensationalism and it, it, it makes people not want it. And I think we should want to be free of whatever comes against us. And we want to emphasize that Jesus did not deal with the man. He dealt with the spirit in the man. So when we're dealing with this Leviathan spirit and you see maybe it manifesting in people around you, you must separate the spirit from the person. Otherwise you're going to get angry at the person and not deal with the spirit. And that falls right into the, the hands of the enemy because he'd rather you fight flesh and blood than fight against powers and principalities, right? Uh, another person is that man. There's no indication that the man had behaved, but normally before we don't see anything that this was common to him. Cause remember the other stories of deliverance, they would say he'd been doing this for a while. So you got to understand this. It was the presence of Jesus. Listen with the anointing of the Holy spirit that brought out an unseen presence of a demon of a demon in a man. You see why we got to get presence in our meetings, presence in our house so that there is, if there is an unclean spirit, if there is something to bark, uh, demonic, if the, if the Leviathan spirit is somewhere around, the presence will cause it to manifest and re- be removed from our midst. Amen and amen to that. So uh, the same day, later in that same chapter, if we keep moving forward, verses 32 through 34, we read a further development of this story of this ministry. It says, now at evening, the sun had set and they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon possessed. Okay. We got to understand this. And I, I fortunately, uh, Derek Prince was one of my mentors in, in deliverance. I studied his stuff when I was in Bible college and so forth. But that word there, the Greek word, um, I can't say it, daimozoma, it's in Greek. It says, if you were to write it in English letters, it would be something like this. Where daimon is the root, it comes from the noun demon, you understand, right? So the next part of the word, it's passive or to be demonized. The, the, the best translation would be this, is to be demonized. The translation demon-possessed has unfortunately been obscured and the issue of millions of people because they, they, they say, how can a Christian be possessed of the devil? And, my, and the answer is that a true Christian cannot be possessed of the devil. A true Christian is possessed by Jesus. We know that, right? And however, in many true Christians, there are some areas of their life that have demonic activity or demonized activity inside of them where they're afflicted and affected by demons. These areas in their lives, and this is, and their character is where they are not themselves in fully in control. And they have this activity from, from Satan, but they're not possessed of Satan. Don't say that about somebody. Oh, they're possessed. They're not. If you could just clear the way of that obstacle and that translation, you'd be a lot further in reality and, and, and revelation in the day's head. So anyway, so now at that evening when the sun is set, they brought him who is sick and those who were demonized. Let's put it there. And really in the New Testament, it, it, it hardly makes any distinction. 
but Jesus did not uh, did uh, did not either of them. Almost inevitably, invariably, I should say, he dealt with the sick, and when the demonized is one overall operation. So here's what it says. It says, the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick and various diseases, and he cast out demons, and he did not allow demons to speak because they knew they knew him. So that's the, the, the King James basically says that. but cast out demons is is the term there a better translation might be to expel you're out of here jack expel them not just cast them out because that doesn't have a, a real religious connotation if you say it that way and it's simple it's practical it's down to earth you know it's like if you if you pull you breathe in you know like smoke in your lungs what do you want to do you want to get it out you want to expel it you want to get it out you don't want it in your lungs you don't want that physical attack on your body. So that, that's just a way of looking at it. And that's what Derek taught us is to expel demons, which I liked. And uh, he has a great book about uh, expel demons and how you can do even personal deliverance. It's really great. We taught it as a course. So he didn't allow the demons to speak because why? They knew him. And then we go on to read, it says, and he was preaching in their synagogues all around Galilee, casting out demons. I'm sorry to laugh at that, but here's the fact. He, he was casting out demons in, in, in the day or the day of the church, right? It wasn't, we'd call it church now. They call it synagogue then. So he went out through the whole Galilee, Galilee region, preaching in their synagogues and expelling demons. I like the fact that he uses the word continued, which represents a, a certain tense in the Greek, right? It brings out the fact that it was not isolated, dramatic incident, but it took place in, in, and just took place in one synagogue. But it was a regular practice in every synagogue to do two things, to preach and to expel demons. I am telling you this day because of what the Spirit's coming against us right now, but also the Lord has spoken to me prophetically and told me healing and deliverance is going to be the next big wave in the body of Christ. And we need that. We all need to be free. We're all, quote, in the synagogues. We are. We, we, we fellowship with one another. We come together. And it's necessary that we get this stuff out. And so right now, we have a warning from the Lord that this Leviathan spirit is in our midst, causing division, uh, you know, hostility with one another, dividing us, making sure that we don't advance the kingdom of God. What better time to get him out? So we gave you some two clues today how to deal with it. One, get your terminology right. It's an unclean spirit. Separate the spirit from the person. Uh, speak to the spirit, not to the person. And then on top of that, get the presence of Jesus there. And don't be freaked out if you see it in the church, in the, king, in the, in the ecclesia, that we have these problems. This is a time to be clean so that when we go into greater battles, the enemy will find nothing in us. Isn't that what you want? When you go into battle, when the enemy's looking for a chink in your armor, somewhere he can attack you, cause a, a, a curse on you, he says, I can't find a way in because they could not find any darkness in us. Lord, I pray that for everybody today. As we move forward dealing with these unclean spirits, that you give us a grace on how to walk it out how to identify, but how to bring your presence and to expel that which doesn't belong to us that comes from the spirit world. And we want to be free and be in you in the name of Yeshua. 
Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening today. Thanks again for listening each and every day here on our daily podcast here from Christian Center of Shreveport. We're so glad you're with us. Remind you that our Olive School of Ministry is now taking applications for the fall semester 2024. If you're interested in being a full-time school of ministry, contact us at olifesm.org or .com. And you can uh, find all the information about it. We do practicality. We don't just teach you in a class, but we let you practice that. You can check that out. Don't forget your giving. You can go to our website, our app, and do that as well. We're so thankful for your sowing into this ministry today. We love each and every one of you. All right, come back tomorrow. I know she has a different style, but I do feel like Cindy was hearing from the Lord. I love the Council of Prophets, getting many people to be a part of that. I pray this encourages you. We have prayer to pray that goes with everything we've said this week about our power of intercession. So let's pray, press into these words. Let's avoid a world war. Let's see Christ reign in every area. Lord, I bless everybody listening today. May they have a great weekend. Come back again next week. We love you guys. Shabbat Shalom.